Hello once again, friends. This is Marvin B. here coming at you live with another episode of the IT Business Podcast. We are joined tonight by evangelist Sean Lardo as he puffs his cigar. Sean, how's it going? <laughs> ah, it's going well, actually. Marv, thanks for having me on, man. All right. Well, um, thanks for coming on, and I think it'll be an, an interesting show. I mean, I'm enjoying my evening cigar. I didn't get to do one earlier, and I figure I would share it with you since we are we become fast friends. So you might as well, you know, yep. I do it with all my friends. Well, I am sharing my uh, I'm sharing angry tea tonight, and I'll explain why in just a second. But uh, oh, see, I have my espresso. So, for those of you joining us, and there are some, I believe, joining us for the very first time on LinkedIn Live. This is the weekly live show of the IT Business Podcast. We stream live to YouTube, the Facebook, and now to LinkedIn. But the audio format will be released a little bit later. And this show is the show for IT business professionals, anyone that is doing any sort of IT business support, whether you are a solo tech, trunch slammer, managed service provider, on the low end, on the high end, or if you just do support for any corporate business, we welcome you to the podcast. This show, we hope, will provide you with product stories and tips, all in an effort to help you do your job and run your business better, smarter, and faster. An IT Business Podcast is brought to you by our friends at NetAlly, your ally for network troubleshooting and diagnostics in the channel. They provide tons of help with their products, the Link Sprinter, the Link Runner, the Etherscope, NHG. All of these help you to diagnose, identify, and look at network stuff in as little as 10 seconds. And I thank them very much for being the presenting sponsor. The sponsor of our live show this evening is Computers Done Right, a managed service provider, longtime listener, and friend of the show. John, I thank you for your patronage and for your live sponsorship of tonight's show. All right, let's get to it, Sean. I should probably tell everybody that you are now an evangelist in the community, right? <laughs> That's what they tell me, yes. So you, the last time we chatted, and I don't think you were on the live show that we did with, uh, no, with Ray, with Ray, no, we you, you were there, but you've, you've left them yes, and are now with ConnectWise. We're not really going to talk a lot about ConnectWise tonight, but I will give you the opportunity to. That's fine. Um, I'm here to, that's what, that's the nice thing about being an evangelist. My goal, and, and this is what I was doing with, even with Ray, and I've done for my previous careers, my previous life is just started talking about things that are going on around the world in general. Information is important to share with whatever it is and just making good relationships. That's really what I've been, I focused on for the past decade. All right. Well, that's what we do here. Uh, people don't Sorry. come to me for my knowledge. <laughs> 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 well, I, I see, uh, what is it? Is it Shanna or Shauna? She said, don't forget us uh, IT non-professionals. Don't worry. I, I'm somehow here, and I'm not the, the IT guru, so I think we'll be just fine. Well, speaking of IT gurus, the reason I had to whip out the angry tea tonight is 
I was getting ready to leave the office. I usually try to leave the office a little early on Wednesdays, knowing that I have to come back and do the podcast. And I try to get home, see the wife, eat dinner, feed the cats, all that sort of stuff. But at 4.56 p.m., I started getting an alert. And the alert came from one of my clients that was plugging in a phone. No big deal, right? But this is a situation where this client is a co-managed client of mine, and they have what I refer to as a junior on-site. Now, nothing wrong with being a junior. We all start somewhere. But this junior has been at this location for about four months and doesn't think that he needs to ask me anything about the network that I have helped design, build, and maintain for the last 11 years, all because he's CCNA certified. So that's, that's just laying the foundation for you there, okay? Yeah, I, so I, I, I don't have that same problem as specifically, but I have, I have four daughters, three in her 20s. So I get told regularly that I don't know what I'm doing in general about everything in life. So, <laughs> so I could probably drink angry tea about every single day, man. Um, yeah. yeah, I get it. Like I just got told yesterday about my 27 year old. She was like, you know, you don't know what's going on. You don't understand what the responsibilities are like. And I'm like, dad, you just right. don't know. <laughs> right. Like, I, I'm like, you're right. Hashtag uh, boomer. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right. How do they think that that's happened? I mean, how do they think they're here and why do they think that we're so, well, I guess I think like when I thought about my mother, I'm like, she didn't get it either, but really she got everything. I was just too dumb to really acknowledge that she got everything and I was a dumb one. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. We got it. Or, so or. let me just finish real quickly. So I get the alert and the alert was really not a big deal except for the phones are managed by the internet service provider. So they're not, on our system and we've got actually multiple switches in the server room. We've got two for our network and I say our because I claim the client and their network is mine. And then there is a separate switch for the phone system. So when I see an alert that a phone pops up on our side of the network, I know wrong network. Yep, absolutely. So of course I start trying to call and get a hold of people and find out why actually there were two phones by the time I started calling and I wanted to find out why were people plugging in phones to the wrong network. So the office manager says, Oh yeah, I asked, you know, Junior to do it. And why don't you just go ahead and call him? So I call Junior, get him on the phone, and of course he's already left the office because all he did was plug him in, see that they were coming up, and then left which means he wasn't going to configure the phones for the proper extensions, first of all. No, they turned on. And then, job is done. And then second of all, when I asked him, I said, you know, I got an alert. Uh, did you plug in two new phones? He's like, yeah, why? I'm like, first of all, I'm the network administrator. <laughs> does, he, does he know this? Yeah, he knows. He just doesn't care. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. Because that's, he's that's... CCNA certified. <laughs> It's, that's it. That's a, that's quite which, the again, I, I don't want to denigrate the CCNA, but for somebody, but it's not the same thing. yeah, it's well, I mean, here's the thing. And I told him this very first time I met him because that was his whole thing was I'm like, you know, so tell me about your experience when he goes, well, I'm CCNA certified. I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't tell me anything about your experience. Have you worked with, it. have you worked with networks before? 
I love it. it <laughs> well, you know what? Though? It, it, he should be proud. It's a, it, how old is he? Uh, probably, I don't know, 20-ish. 25-ish. I, mean, I, I don't know. I, you know. It's the first thing he's done since he learned how to put a resume together in high school. Um, well, yeah. who, knows? <laughs> who knows? If, if that happened. But yeah. that's, I mean, that's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to that because I remember when I was young, I mean, you know, when I was in my 20s five years ago, um, we, uh, in the Army, I learned a lot of really cool shit, and I thought everything I did was so, it made, it made me so accomplished. I remember being like 23 years old, and I came back home from Fort Bragg, North Carolina. I was like, I know everything. I'm a genius. I learned how to do these things. I learned how to do my own laundry, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry, but we may have to get Shanna on the show. I know. I just saw like, her. I'm, I'm, I'm surf safe certified. Let me at them switches. <laughs> you know what? Her and I, I think have similar backgrounds. I, I used to run restaurants and whatnot, and I got involved with surf safe qualifications and the OSHA qualifications, too, at that point. And I thought I was the man. I, was, I knew everything, too, then. So, yeah, she can jump on. So here's the thing, you know, as I'm telling this and explaining to him and he's like, well, why does that matter? And I said, well, the reason it matters. And I tried to explain to him that he had just had this situation a week before because there was another location that was having phone issues. And the reason they were having phone issues is because the phones are not on their network. And so when they log in to try to work on them, they don't see them on their switch. They don't see them in their system and they're because they're on the wrong VLAN and on the wrong side of the network. Yep. Well, I knew that because this is a location and it's another long story, so I don't want to get too far into it. But the client had two businesses in that office and then they shut down the one business because of COVID, but they moved people into the space and the two spaces don't talk to each other. So I know that those phones are on different networks and we're actually scheduled to go out and run cables and get them all switched over. Oh. But trying to explain to him that, well, when you have issues and they start looking for these phones, they're going to be on the wrong network. And so his response was, okay, so can you tell me where they're plugged into and I can move them? And I just said, (laughs) (laughs) he goes, he goes, I just, so I just move them to a different wall port. (laughs) I'm like, like, did you not walk into the server room and see the switches? And you've been there four months. Don't you? (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. That's, that's, that's like my mother would say that. So that's my, and she's 81. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So it was interesting. That's, uh, <laughs> that's how my day ended before I, I'd left. So, you know, I'm glad I could share this with you. I'm glad I could be with you on a good day. You should have seen day yesterday. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, well, was today better than yesterday? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Cause yesterday I got to onboard another client that, oh, then I'll it. that it's going to be a co-managed situation with a guy who didn't know how to set me up as a user in active directory. Uh, see, you know, that's the, so the co-manage is, I think it's a, it's a great concept, right? It'll get you in doors that you may not have gotten into. And also to help, gives you the ability to be sort of scale to scale, right? It, but then you run into those things and it, that, that really is very difficult. Um, and, and Shanna, for what you, if you want to know what co-manage is basically is if you, were co-managing a, a restaurant or something, and you were like maybe the area supervisor almost that had, but you didn't work for the company. You'd be like an external consultant almost working with these companies and helping their manager, their management staff to run their run their stores. Um, but that's what co. It, it, it's and I know. Um, Is it? it like, let me let me stop you real quick. Is it like John Taffer on 
that show bar what is it bar wars or oh yeah bar oh, rescue yeah he runs in yells at everybody and they fix it up and then he then he leaves but yeah almost I, I similar right because you come in you help fix the problems and and if you have a great if you do well like i know um bob coppage he's a huge big co-managed it guy right that's like his claim to fame he does very well with it but i don't know how easy or how difficult it is for some people to get involved because they already they immediately think you're coming to replace them you know, they immediately, so, so it, it behooves them almost to sabotage you in your involvement, which just makes life hard. But then I, so I don't know how Bob does it. I'd be interested to know, like, if he has like some set, I'm sure he has a set contract, but how does that read? That well, the other person feels safe. yeah, there's, there's different, I mean, that's a whole different show that uh, I hope to have in the future because I've got several of these and each of them are different. And this is one where all of these people started after me. So it's really no mystery that I'm there and I'm not there to take their job. In fact, they're there because the client wants somebody on site. Uh, Listen, they're a big firm. It's a law firm, a hundred and something people, seven locations. But the funny thing is, is the junior on site only manages the one. I still manage the network plus the other offices. I've got, you know, subcontractors that I can send. And it's just interesting that, that that one is he is he somebody's son? No, <laughs> this is no. Oh, okay. The, the, like, son, like the son was the first one, so he, <laughs> 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 he left. He left many years ago when he thought he could do my job, and um, I don't know exactly where he is now, but I know he's he's you know he's moved around a bit, shall we say? I, yeah. I, well, I was thinking like, okay, it's got to be the guy's son that run, that owns the firm and. He's like, and his wife's like, you know, mom's like, give him a job. Yeah. Okay, he's the IT guy. Yeah. That's what that was. That happened. He, he's really good with his Xbox and PlayStation and social media. So he obviously knows something. Yep. He's good at hooking up HDMI cables to TVs, you know, stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He forgot how to, how to rewire my radio. Yeah. <laughs> he plugged it in the right port. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that, so that takes care of the week in review on my end. <laughs> Sean, do you have a, you have any weekend review stories or tips that um, you'd like to share? So, I mean, I'll, it's it, this week's been good actually. All right. Um, I know I gave you some stuff, and we don't want to make it. We're not going to make this connect wise central, but considering it's my career, there's things I've done right. Um, you, as you, as I gave, I shared with you, we we have pitch it running right now. We're taking applicants for all startup and small to medium sized technology companies that will complement the connect wise economy, right? The community. And we, we've had like a huge showing we, we had, and, and, and pitch it has been around for a few years. It hasn't got as much exposure as we've wanted it to have. And now we, we have several dozen over the last day and a half, we've received 10 applicants and this has been going on for the past few weeks. We have far more than that, but we got a, a huge surge of, of applicants coming through. Plus our last year's winner has actually done so well that he uh, has, has investors approaching him like crazy right now. To, to start to make some serious investments in them, which is awesome to see. So, and so I've had conversations on both sides of that, not to mention sitting down with uh, our, our MSPs that are in Evolve, which has been great. But yeah, here, thank you. Yeah, this is the IT Nation um, Pitch It web- website. So if you know, and anybody that's watching this, you know, if you know any, any software companies, SaaS, whatever they, whatever they support it, there's not one, this isn't about cybersecurity. It's not about finance. It's about any area of opportunity that will make lives easier for, uh, MSPs, make sure they show them the site. Let have them have them apply. It, it, there's no cost to applying, uh, and we created a 16-week accelerator program around this 
giving uh, them the ability to actually work with. And we we have some we have some premium coaches that we got that are third party coaches. They're not even connectwise people. We have some connectwise people and some very hot heavy hitters in the space that are very good at at starting business, starting up, starting companies, running companies, marketing, sales, development, technology. They're from all sectors that will be doing cameo coaching for the contestants during the course of the 16 weeks. So it's a big deal. Um, a lot, we've gotten a lot of love for it. I'll tell you that much. All right. So, so I will, I will have the link for this in the show note. It is the, uh, 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 part of it nation pitch. It is the name. Now, let me ask you this because when we chatted previously, we got onto a, a side conversation about yes. vendor-sponsored programs and stuff. So this is a program that's not necessarily going after MSPs or anything like that. This this looks like it's a community-type program. Yeah, so uh, ConnectWise decided a couple years ago that, you know, we're better together than separate, right? And so they invested heavily on the community. As a, as a company, we invested heavily on the community engagement. Um, we already have a marketplace created where, a lot, where we have a lot of vendors in this place. That because um, the goal is the, the reality is this ConnectWise or Salesforce or Microsoft or whoever take your pick. There's not one company, there's not one platform that can support every need of every MSP with every client. That's a fact. So the goal is to start to bridge the gap by having other other vendors involved. Okay, and in the marketplace is where this is. So you say, hey, I love what you know, I love what Automate does, and I love what Manage does with ConnectWise, but I need to have a a separate report ran for X, and you guys don't do this. There's a there's a vendor in our community that's going to that's going to be able to support something like that that integrates with us that you can go find and and the thing is it's something that can integrate so we're trying to keep it to where you guys as MSPs have the ability to still run out of one platform at, if at all possible with integrations and whatnot you know trying to make it as easy as possible because at the life of an MSP you guys are in 25 different portals for 25 different things and it's always a struggle right so we're trying our best to bring it all together what pitch it is is you know we made uh, Jason McGee, our CEO, he made three promises last year. ConnectWise as a company made three promises. The three promises were really simple. It was we were going to invest even more into the MSPs for their for them to have more growth because we already invest heavily as it is, but we're going to do more investment. We're going to do more innovations faster, and we're going to make it easier to work with. And and so this covers all three of those promises. The fact is, if we can get re- and we've seen really cool companies come out like last year's winner, Traceless, Gene Rich him, and his crew. They, they had a really cool product, and we, I did a talk with Tribu the other day. Tribu was really cool, where they're looking to automate um, help desk support with AI. You know, so there's like really cool involve, in, involvement here with a lot of really cool companies, and we're trying to bring these to the forefront as fast as can as we can. But also, again, the important the other important piece is they're able to sit in our community. You know, they're able to work within our economy. So hopefully, you guys are able to look at it, take advantage of all these different factors, and and run your business more efficiently. So I, I noticed over the last, I, I would say one or two years, and I don't know if it was something that sprung itself out of COVID, where there was much more focus able to be given to these types of areas, but it seems as though vendors are starting to work more together and realize in some degree, and I don't know if it's right or wrong, but in terms of what I see and what I think, it looks like we're all trying to you know, play well together. Oh my Instead Lord. of fighting each other, you kind of have to, man. I mean, think about this. The, and I just had this. I just, I was on another talk. I was on another uh, another podcast the other day. We were talking about this. The fact of the matter is, the last several years have been the largest digital transformation in the history of digital transformation. 
you know, the remote workforce sort of taking place. Um, you went from everybody in an office or at least 80% of people to right now, 80, 80% of people are considering if they ever want to go back to an office again. And you're not going to necessarily see the days of large open floor plans of thousands of cubes and everything else anymore because people don't, it's changed. So when, but when the time came, when remember it was what, it was March, was it March of, March of 2020? Yep. Yeah. Like everything just, I just came back from it uh, expo um, and from Fort and down in Fort Lauderdale and came back to Pittsburgh and literally a week later, everything shut down and MSPs were, I was, I joined a bunch of MSP groups and they were frantic. Nobody knew what to do. Vendors were in the same boat. How are we going to do a cloud transformation on-prem is done. So we have no choice. I mean, really we had no choice. Right. All right. So this looks like a good program. And also, so we'll, it's not going to be a smooth transition, but I will say that you sent me a link for this modes theory assessment. Yes. How'd you like it? Um, actually, it, was, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was a pretty quick assessment, but it printed out 16 pages. <laughs> yes. That, uh, so, so I get to look at. I'll give you that. So for anybody on this that's watching as a business owner, uh, modes theory is something created. Uh, if you remember HTG, which is now Evolve, um, Scott and Arlen and group, they were all involved in this, right? They're all part of the founders of this group. They are, again, they are the brainchild of, of what modes theory is about. Um, if anybody's ever been involved in HTG or Evolve, they will know that it's not a traditional pair group where they talk about numbers. They're not, that's not the conversation not about like how to grow your business, how to grow your business, how to grow your business. That's usually, which is fine, which is great for pair groups, by the way, because everybody's looking for techniques and tricks. And well, it's, it's about growth and sales and, you know, exactly right. And improving, improving your performance, whatever it is. Right. Um, HTG, HTG now evolve, evolve is really about, uh, the first lesson they teach you is figure out what your legacy plan is. Right. In other words, what do you want to be in 30 years? Like, is this company that you started, is it for you to give to your children or is it to sell or, you know, but what do you want to happen in 30 years for yourself? It starts to teach you how to be a little bit more internalized on your thought process of you. Right. So the modes assessment came about because people think they're one type of company. And so you have four different types of builders and they might've told you that on there. I don't know, but it's, you know, it talks about you're either startup or you're a balance builder or you're a value builder or you're an empire builder. Okay. And those, and, and that's based off of your answers. It's, it's purely based off your answers. And you have no clue what you're doing while you're answering until you get your result. And the reason why they did that is because it's an, it's a real assessment of you thought, and many of the partners I talked to will say this, they thought they were something they thought they were what's considered a value builder. They found that they were just a balance builder, you know, and they were like, but I thought I was building value. I thought I was going to create to the next level. And I thought we were going there, but really it's a, it's a lifestyle business for me. And I didn't realize this, but I want to be more, you know, or I'm happy where I am. And I'm glad I, I was able to acknowledge and identify that's where I am. So perfect. We're good to go. Yeah. But it, that's what it, it's all about. That it's all about resetting you and making sure, you know, well, it's a good thing for, I mean, Granted, for old dogs, it's pretty good to go back and, you know, see where you were after 10, 15, 20 years. But mm-hmm. even if you're just starting out, I would recommend doing something like this. So for the most part, I think if we go back to, let's say, when I started back, you know, before the 2000s, you know, most of the time we started the business because we thought that we could do better than somebody else. You know, our boss 
or something, or we just realized we didn't want to work for somebody. We wanted to work for ourselves. And there was no end goal in mind. Right. Now, as life went on, I had to come up with one. I had to realize that, hey, I'm married now. I need to plan for my family's future. I need right. to make sure the bills are paid. I can't just, you know. <laughs> right. And not even just the bills are paid. Like the one, when I was at Jumpstart, which is in Omaha, Nebraska, where, where Arlen Sorensen is from and where HTG was founded, which became Evolve. And he, and, and, and you know, or I'm sitting there in Jumpstart and they're talking about your will. Did you do a will? Did you, did you figure out your, your financials for death even? Like, and I'm like, this is, well, this is interesting. And then they play a video of one of the, of one of the, of one of the members. And, and I, I'm not gonna say the gentleman's name, but it's a video where he recorded talking about, he was an MSP. He had a friend that was an MSP. They decided to merge. They made a really good business and they both, they, they met as they were diving buddies. They love to dive. And all of a sudden he gets a phone and, and years of working together, families being merged together, basically that, you know, the friend, wives are friends, their friends, kids are friends. He gets a phone call that his friend died in a diving accident. And like literally didn't have things like, and had to, he had to think like, how do I take care of his family, my family? Like, and, and he said, how important was the stage this to make sure you, you get rid of the noise. And that's part of the noise. You don't got to have your attorney set up your power of attorney, your, 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 your will, your living will, whatever it is. So everything is done so that your so the business doesn't struggle, your family doesn't struggle and things can still stay in functioning, even if you're out of function. And I was like, I, I was blown away because I'd never been to a peer group that discussed that in my life. Well, let alone thought about that because right. most peer groups are all about, you know, the growth and, you know, exactly. you know, when are you going to hit a million dollars? Yeah. You know, well, hitting a million dollars might not be the best thing for me. No, I mean, not. And, and I love that you think like, I agree with you. Anybody starting a business or going into business, take this anyway, because they'll start giving you real practical questions about you as a business, as a person, as an individual first, as a leader, because if you're a business owner, you're a leader. Regardless, even if you have no employees, you're a leader of your clients because they're you're the expert, right? They trust you, so you they you should. should know. They, they should, <laughs> right? They should. You hope so. Um, but that's it, it's a it's a good focal point, you know. So I totally agree. Um, I took it and it was good. So I'm curious, what what, what did they say about you? So it is level. kind of interesting. So uh, just so that everybody knows, if you're watching live, we're going to go through stuff here and I'll hold up papers, but you're not going to see much. And if you're listening by audio, I will have the link in here to the modes theory assessment so that you can go take it yourself. And it basically asks you questions to figure out uh, where you are. So the funny thing is, is it actually put me where I thought I was. Good. Probably not for the same reasons that I put myself there. But, you know, the four things that you talked about, you know, are you a startup, a balance builder, a value builder, or an empire builder? I, I startled with, am I a balance or a value? That's, the, that's typical. Because I figure at this stage of life and in my business, I should be a value. But I realized, you know what? I am still probably too much of a lifestyle business. So I yeah. put myself in the, in the balance builder category and that's what it Which put me sense. as. Well, you know, and I, I think it's, and, and it's even, and even I'm, I'm the same as you. I, I'm the stage of my career. I've, I've, I've owned a company. I have been an entrepreneur in multiple companies, you know, so I, I'm, I'm in the balance and value. 
but I am definitely a value builder at this point because my investments are in certain things and it's led me to that part. But you're absolutely right. Most people that do this, MSPs, a lot of times, if they, you, or I'm going to say MSPs, business owners that have success and they've made enough money to do things they've always dreamt of doing, they'll lay off the throttle a little bit, mm-hmm. right? And yep. they'll start to enjoy those things. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like it's, it's really, it, it, as a matter of fact, there's a MSP that I'm talking to that's a member of Evolve. They're second generation now, right? The father was balance. Um, he made enough money because he was like, hey, I want to get my kids in college. I want to make sure I can pay for this and, you know, live the life I want to live. And that's what he did. He made, he made great money, really good money. And it turned into where he hit his, he hit his threshold. He was good. And he, so his, his, his sons picked up the company. Um, they actually purchased it from him, too, so he could retire and start his own other stuff. Now he golfs and everything else. He loves life. Um, and, but now his sons are value builders. They've already taken the company to another, this happened years ago. They've already taken the company to new levels that they've never been to. And they, they took their most assessment, their value builders. So, you know, I think uh, a good friend of mine, Tom Lawrence, I'm sure a lot of people know who he is. Uh, he and I were talking about the fact that just because you're the one to start the company doesn't mean you're the one that actually grows the company. And, right. and you know, and so, yeah, it's, it, it's interesting. What, so what, did you learn anything else about yourself from that? Well, of course. Um, the- <laughs> So, you know, first of all, I should let people know that what this is going to do, it's, it's going to ask you questions about your plans, your goals. Where are you going and what is your, what is your, what is your journey and what is your timeline is basically yep. what it is. Now, I understood that because I, I, I had done that to myself because I had already done some of the struggling with you know, one of the things where it says a, ba- a balance builder challenges. So for it says dealing with pressure from other partners to grow towards a significant exit event, which is what, you know, I've struggled with. And one of the reasons, and I'll say this, you know, one of the reasons that I struggled with vendor peer groups or other peer groups, I'll, I'll say all peer groups, is because they were always... They were always trying to say, well, when are you going to hit, you know, seven million figures or seven, yep. seven figure MSP or um, I probably shouldn't have said that. That's somebody's. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Um, but, but no, but you're right. Not that there are bad peer groups, right? They're not bad because you I mean, you've been you've been in this business long enough to know and you have a lot of friends in this space to know that some of these people, they struggle with understanding what they're really here to do and growth. A lot of MSPs are IT guys that are great at IT. They're, they're not the best at growing a business, though. They're not the best businessmen either at times. Right. Some are, but there's many, many of my friends are, I, I eventually probably 70% of my friends are MSPs now because I've been in the space for so long. And the fact is, is they really struggle with that business acumen on the other side. You know, um, I was talking, uh, if you're familiar with uh, Jameson West, he, uh, he's, he was at MSP years ago, opened up, he ended up acquiring several other MSPs and then sold off eventually and became a vendor instead. Now he's been a vendor for quite some time. And actually now he's not just a vendor. He's actually, he has a, a coaching practice for MSPs and for vendors and whatnot. He same, same role to apply for him. He was like, Hey, I'm not a tech guy. I'm more of a sales people, financial guy. So I, I rely on the other side. I rely on the tech guys to do this. And we had this exact, this exact conversation actually. Right. So here's where I think, Falling in between that balance and value builders, uh, some of the challenges where it talks about, you know, dealing with their other pressures from, from other partners, 
Um, knowing what you want is difficult in an environment where you have a lot of people telling you what you want or should do. You know, MSPs always, you know, feel like they can tell other MSPs, well, you should be doing this. Yes. Um, you should sell this way, which I had a rant on that a couple of weeks ago. Um, <laughs> but here is a thing where retaining existing staff and attracting new hires into a slower growth organization may conflict with employees' personal interest and goals. So I went through that. So early in my career, I did have employees. I had an office person and I had two full-time techs. Yep. And it was interesting. And that's where I found out that I I don't think I want to manage right now because it was frustrating, you know, getting the techs to do the things that were supposed to sustain the business when all they cared about was what's the fastest way I can make more money. Right. And, and go home at a decent time. Right. Yeah. I'm like, well, well that's not going to happen because you don't even know the foundation of what you're doing. It, it was that. So it was funny seeing that in terms of um, what it said. And then, of course, common mistakes. Uh, oh, yeah. That's uh, that was an interesting thing. I won't. Sh- well, maybe I should. Yeah, it's go, go ahead. You know- no, no, by all means, go ahead. You're going to share. I'm letting you share. Yeah, so common mistakes where it says lose accountability and culture can create a difficult or misaligned work environment. And, yes. and I'll say that that is true because I know that I, when I go back and forth, I know that I need to plan for the future. I need to know that I have customers coming in, but just not today. I don't need them today, but I need to plan for it. So that kind of puts my business in one of these little, you know, start, stop type scenarios. You know, I did onboard a client yesterday. So we're going to be in kind of a value builder growth mode for a little bit. Sure. Until I decide, okay, do I want another customer or do I just want to kind of sit with these for right now? Which is, which is a beautiful place to be. Right. And, and, and let's, I want to go back to two things you said so far. The, The recent one you said was about the, the alignment. Right. Mm-hmm. So most of the MSPs I spoke with that have been in the program for a while, the first thing they said, I said, so what is your takeaway from something like what was your aha moment that you had and stuff? And what, what, and what was some things that you immediately were able to implement in, as, a, as a good habit, as a good practice? And they were like, you know, we realized we weren't communicating effectively to our employees. We weren't having them buy into the big picture of what was going on. We weren't discussing it was we were just saying do things. We weren't educating them on why we're doing these things what purpose it provides, what's it do for them, you know, and once we started educating them on that, then they felt like they were a bigger part of the team and they could, then they would start thinking also they would become a, they would become resourceful instead of being resourceful to trying to get done as quick as possible and make as much money and get done in time. They were thinking like, how is this going to be effective? Like now I understand that the goal is to make sure that our customers are happy with us. Customer sentiment is so important. And the reason why is because we're then going to do a, an ad, we're going to get a, we're going to get a testimonial on a business case. We're going to get written up with this. And they start realizing that. And it's going to be marketed out to all these people. So my name may be on here too. So then there's a buy-in. So they were teaching them these things. They started communicating. This is what we're planning on doing this quarter. This is what we're planning on doing for the year. By the way, here's our EBITDA. Just so you guys know, because of you, we're doing this well. You know, these were all things they weren't sharing. You know, they were, it was almost like the parent-child complex going on. Explain real quickly for listeners and watchers who may not know EBITDA. Oh, EBITDA it's <laughs> earnings before interest, um, taxes and depreciation and whatever else. Yes. That so is one of those is, terms that, so I 
put that under the category of every business owner should know their numbers. Uh, you should, you should know, and not just know your, okay. If you're a large enough organization, right? You have your CEO, your CFO, your CRO, you have all these people, right? They're all responsible for their individual areas of responsibility. Like, so the CRO is responsible for all the revenue coming in, right? The CFO is responsible for all the bills going out. The CEO ultimately is responsible for, are we profitable at the end of the day, right? And, and so when you look at EBITDA, it's, it's really important to understand that it is um, the win in that is you're able to show, hey, we're covering our costs, our investments, and, and we're profiting. And we're showing this trend because that's what it's about. Because, yeah, okay, you spend half a million and you make $750,000, you, you say, oh, we profited $250,000, but if you can show EBITDA every single quarter and show that it's going in a positive where, hey, we're still only spending half a million and now we're at a million. Hey, we're now at, we're, we're spending a half a million. Now we're at 2 million. That's what this whole conversation is supposed to be about. And that's where the, that's also as a business owner, that's where you can give accolades to your employees that are helping you do that. Because now you have that one employee that is, is, has taught you, has, has improved the process that you don't have to go hire more people, but you have automation involved or something, let's say. And now they, they paid 10% of, of what they would have spent if they had to go hire somebody. Now they're, again, and, and, and if owners did that, they would understand what they're seeing in front of them to reward accordingly, you know? And, 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 and in return, the, the, the employees would understand, holy hell, if I do this, I can help them to grow a business. Anybody that's ever worked in the restaurant industry will know that EBITDA is built into your system. It's built into your blood. They talk about your percentage of cost every day, like what's your labor cost? What's your research? Like how many, how many freaking packets of ketchup you give out of McDonald's? Did you do the right stuff to not use too much salt and too much grease? They learn that shit. That process is, in, it's ingrained in your head, you know? So you said it helps the employees, you know, help the company be more profitable, but it's really more of they can start seeing a future for themselves. Absolutely. With that right. Or even not, if, even not with the company. How many employees have you seen that don't know their self-worth? How many people in general don't know their value? And so when they go interview, they'll lowball their own selves for a job. You know, you ever go on to like salary.com and look at what a job is. You look at that meeting. If you're, if you don't know your own value and what you did, you look at that meeting income, you're like, wow, that's so high. No, it's not. It's a meeting income because it's meeting. It's across the board. It's, you have to know your own value. Now, if you could sit, if you could directly tie yourself to a company having 25% growth or 75% savings and automating these things, why not have that as part of your conversation on your next interview even? So if the company, if you've outgrown the company, because that's possible, right? Some companies you all grow. I know because I have. So when you do that, what do you do? So it's really about them to learn their own, their own value from there too. So, and I'm a big, I'm a big, big fan of people owning their own existence. You know, that's why I, I, I use the entrepreneur term. I come into a company, they hire me solely to help them to grow a certain segment of their business or to own it because they don't, they, they, they won't, they don't have the ability to do so. They're busy, whatever, or they don't have the, they don't have the tools or they don't have the understanding. I come into that. So I believe that everybody should come in. Everybody I ever hire is based off character and being resourceful. If they don't have that will and want, if I'm out hustling them, we have a problem. That's it, you know, but they learn that and it makes, it becomes their own business. So you their own business. It's what everybody always talks about. Be the CEO of your own job and see how Whatever it fits it with the rest of the company. Exactly. So just to take a quick break and let everybody know why we're having this topic, this is one of those things where when I 
changed names. Some of you may not know, but most of you do, that this used to be the Podnuts Pro podcast, and I rebranded it to be the IT Business Podcast, mainly so that people could understand, okay, what's, what's your name and what does it mean? So IT Business. Yep. So we do talk about you know a lot of things that we can do as technicians to make our jobs better. But also, I want to get people to really understand what does it mean to be a business owner? Because most of the people, even if you are, you know, a solo tech just doing simple residential work part time, well, there's a business aspect that comes along with this business. And whether you're doing that or whether you're the million dollar MSP or the $10 million MSP, we can all learn how to be better business owners. And so those are the types of things that I want to bring to the show. And it's funny on, you know what? This thing doesn't have page numbers. So <laughs> <laughs> on the, in the middle of the stack, I just like whatever page this is, one of the things where it talks about uh, the mode aspect, the key, you have to know where you're going. Just the fact that you know where you're going isn't enough. You've defined where you are going. You, you see. Your people know your planning is pointed that way so that your attainment tracking is pointed that way, blah, blah, blah. But that was the whole point is I wanted to say you have to know where you're going. Absolutely. When I was at Jumpstart, uh, it was like an epiphany of sorts when they were talking about it to me. How many times in my life have I thought about the week only? Like how many get through this week? I got this, this, and this to do. This is, it becomes overwhelming, right? And it seems like it's now or never often, especially when you're a business owner, it's now or never for the first three freaking years of you. <laughs> you have the one-year hump, the three-year hump, the five-year hump, the seven-year yep. hump. And it's like the 12-year hump, right? It's kind of like that, right? But in the first couple of years, man, especially, it's like a now or never concept, right? In your mind, that mentality. When they said, it's one week, What's, what are you going to do in 30 years? And I was like, shit. One week isn't nothing. It's, it's absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of this. And it really puts things in perspective. There's enough time to get things done. Now, there are things that are here and now that must be taken care of, right? There's an outage, right, or whatever. You, that's obviously, but that's, part of the, that's just part of the job. It's not really part of your total legacy, right? It's what do you, when you see yourself in 15 years, what is it? Where are you? What are you doing? Are you retired on a beach? Are your children running your business with you? Are you whatever? What is it? Are you part of a bigger conglomerate? Are you the next Jeff Bezos? What, what's important to you? Is it business? Is it Forbes magazine? Or is it, you know, going to church? And, and again, these are all things that are all part of everything. And, that, and that's the point. And I was like, when, they were, when, when I was sitting there listening to them talk, I was like, man, I feel like I got so many things wrong. And I've been doing this for so long. I still am getting them wrong. I think even after that I left her, I think I'm still getting them wrong. <laughs> well, I th that, that's hmm. kind of a thing in our industry where we didn't talk about those things for years. You know, it no. was the IT industry was its own separate beast. Yep. And everybody just kind of winged it. Mm. Until, oh, my Lord. Until we started coming is, up with. Is that, is that what you're calling it, winging it? Oh, my God. <laughs> the Wild West, man. It is like the Wild West. And it still is to some degree. There are people that just simply don't adhere to the fact that, listen, there's, a, there's an awakening coming. Businesses are businesses are in a position where if things happen, ransomware, data loss, we are going to be much more responsible 
when Lord, those yeah. things happen, if we are on yes. the job at all, period. It's on that, our watch. And the Wild West is not going to cut it anymore. No, I couldn't agree. Actually, I, again, another one of our conversations I've been having is, you know, there's legislation happening in California right now about this. Um, for those of you that have not seen this, um, and it's sort of being back Best Buy is involved, of course, because, well, I'm sure they have a monetary investment in this to some, to some degree. They can make you all subcontractors at the end of the day. But the fact is, it's, you know, what, the, what this is, legislation is discussing is this is an industry that doesn't have any kind of accreditation associated with it. You're, you're, you're a technology expert. Well, let, let's, you, let's go back. There is, there's nothing uniform. You know, right. there are pockets oh, no, you that can have, have, you can have certifications, you can have, you know. But those aren't accreditations. There's a difference in the two, right? Like you, you, if you went to college for information technology and got your bachelor's degree, you went to an accredited college, right? And that's, that's one of the, but you're right. Like you have CompTIA that has certifications, but those aren't, that's not a, an, it's not accredited by a, a government body, right? right? And that's what they're, and so that's the conversation is where does that, where do we, where's the, where's the handoff, right? Where's the start? Where does it end? And, and so not that. It's not saying that IT experts don't know what they're doing. They're just saying, hey, if you're claiming to be an expert, like a doctor or an attorney, or even a mechanic or an HVAC person, they've gone to accredited universities or, or trade schools or whatever where there has not, there's never been one. I mean, there's information design, there's information technology degrees you can go to school for, but there's not one that's built primarily to be an MSP. Right. You know? And there's, there's, there's no board you have to pass to be you know, certified. Yeah, you know, at the state level or national right. level. Exactly. There's, there's nothing that, it, you know, and so that's, that's what they're like, well, so who's accountable when something happens? So, you know, and that's the thing, even for ConnectWise, if you're using a ConnectWise product and there's some sort of problem that occurs with a client that there's a data breach or something, right? Who's, who's at fault? Because where did the data breach occur? Now, obviously if it occurred in, in ConnectWise in the corporate office and something, you know, got pushed down, then you can they can find that and they say oh ConnectWise did it right but let's say it's the it's the MSP that installed something on their client server or on their clients whatever and said devices and didn't do their proper check their diagnostics and you know and something occurs again who's at fault then there there's point there's finger pointing they it, the the goal for this is to alleviate that finger pointing to some degree and then also have some sort of uh, financial backing to it as well should something occur I mean it's and it's and it's and it's a relevant point because you do have when, when you have no kind of checks and balances other than your reputation, you know, and some we, we've seen enough business owners of all businesses, restaurants and bars. And I mean, we thought about Jack Tapper earlier. I mean, some people just don't care. They're just like going to make a bunch of money and get the hell out as soon as I can. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, and it's, and you know, it may, it may go nowhere, but I can tell you now um, we as an organization, we've invested in this. Uh, actually with CompTIA, we have an apprenticeship program we started where we invested a, we had, we put a hefty investment in, um, to start. And, and we actually have our team members presenting to the, uh, board of education to look, to get accreditation for these programs. So we are actively doing this now, um, preparing for it because why not? Cause it doesn't hurt. Even if we do pass and get the accreditation and everything works, we still have, then we have a good program for people to, to raise up through, you know? And right now we're talking about like help desk, you know, the, the one and two and whatnot, tier one, tier two. But, you know, this is something that if this can work, you can always expand on to other things. And how good would that be for the MSPs that they want their children to work with them in the MSP business that they have, they have love for it to put them into an apprenticeship program. That's free. And I mean, we're even higher. 
we, we started that program uh, last year with a handful of people to see how it worked out. And we've hired almost all the people at ConnectWise already. Nice. Right. It's great. It's, it's great. It's a way to give back to the community. And it's, you know, again, we're not, we don't mind if it's, you know, again, people move jobs. It happens. So they work with ConnectWise a couple of years and they go to their dad's mom's MSP business. Great. We, we've done something good. You know, and we put somebody that somebody knows what they're doing, not in the world to, to not tarnish any reputations, which is kind of important these days. It is, is so important. All right. So we are going to run out of time here, but I know we could talk forever, Mark. Could, know, which is why the outline didn't have that much on it. I know. <laughs> but uh, we will, again, have uh, the links to everything we discussed, and we'll probably have a couple of others. So if you want to research this more, head over to itbusinesspodcast.com and check out this show once it comes up, and I will have the links uh, for IT Nation stuff. And what were you about ready to say, Sean? No, I was saying absolutely, by all means. Look, if you if you guys have questions, you can find me everywhere on social. You know, I'm whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook. I don't do Twitter. I tried. It's way too hard for me. My God. Twitter's Twitter's a beast, man. Oh, my Lord. Twitter's... You have to have a whole day of conversations to do it. Like, you have to dedicate. It's like playing World of Warcraft, and you got to just devote your whole life to it. So... So I did not do the Twitter for a long time. I set up an account, but I didn't do anything. Not until Live PD came out. And I don't know, did you ever watch that show? Yeah. <laughs> so that's why you're on Twitter? That got me on Twitter because <laughs> I would come home Friday nights and the wife and I... So. She probably won't watch this. So she wanted to have date nights on Friday nights. But I would be so wore out. I'm like, look, it's Friday. I just want to come home and just sit in front of the TV, rest. We'll do something Saturday night. Well, so Live PD would come on. And so literally we would sit in front of the TV. And they started talking about the one episode where in the very beginning, somebody on Twitter helped them on the show catch somebody because it was happening in their neighborhood or something like that. So I'm like, let me check this out. So I got on Twitter and literally I would come home Friday nights and Saturday nights and be on Twitter, just making fun of those situations, especially because some of the most popular spots were in Florida and Pasco County was the bomb and watching Pasco County poke fun at the other <laughs> the other agencies <laughs> and then everybody piling on pasco with look at your florida man you know no shirt oh, no shirt throwing an alligator through a window so that's what got me into twitter it is um and and yeah you have that question on the on your outline of you know compete against florida man there's no way to compete against florida man in general because you guys just have an abundant amount of stories like, yeah, I could talk about the Amish because they're not that far from Pittsburgh, right? Like, there was an Amish prostitution ring at one point. So, yeah, those things have happened. But, my goodness, there's actually – I don't remember how you do this, but if you go in Google, you can, like, type in your birthday and Florida man, and there's a story for every date. Absolutely. Of something that's completely jacked up, like where the one guy was in a hamster, a big one of those big blow ball hamster wheel things, and tried to cross the ocean and it's like – it's like the the most amazing stories ever. You have the most amazing people in Florida. It is its own world. It is awesome. 
It it's, reminds me of a movie like Escape from New York or Escape from L.A. It, Florida is exactly that. Yeah, well, we are Florida. <laughs> that's, that's an understatement, man. That's an understatement. Yeah, so how about this? How about Florida man robs pizza shop and takes hostage? So a Florida man was taken into custody after police said he robbed a hungry Howie's pizza shop and held one employee hostage for over seven hours. <laughs> Why? 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 It, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make one bit of sense, man. Nope. But- and- and they don't say why, because that's the whole thing. Everybody wants to know, what, for what reason were you trying to rob a hungry there's no Howie's? Why. There's no why. That's why. There's absolutely zero why. It's Florida is the, is the land of no reason. Just do. Okay. There's some reason here. Come on now. <laughs> there's no reason for that. There's a reason there's I'm only... staying here. Listen, well, sun, yes. beach. No, no. That's opposite of this. I'm saying the why <laughs> is all these Florida man stories. I agree. Like, actually, I live in Pennsylvania. I will gladly trade my taxes and live in Florida. If I didn't have my 13-year-old daughter in school here with her friends, at eight, when she hits 18, 19, snowbird, here I come. And I'm spending more days down there for less taxes. We have, good, we have good, good schools down here. She has all her friends up here. Oh. I have to tell you now. You know, she's eighth grade. Come on, Dad. I can't leave my friends. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I already got this whole – we talked about it the other day. She's like, no, no. This isn't good. And so, yeah, and plus I have my older daughters that are living here and I have granddaughters here. So I'm staying oh, here for now. You're, yeah, you're but, stuck for a while. Well, yeah, but I can do snowbird stuff. And if I do over 180 days down there, I'm considered a resident there and my taxes are there. That's absolutely the future. By the law, you might be a resident, but we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we will know. <laughs> I know. Oh, my Lord. I don't think. No, I'll figure out a way to blend in. I'm sure I can figure it out. <laughs> I'll look for one of those Howie's pizza shops and I'll just, you know, take a hostage. <laughs> oh, all right, Sean. Well, we're going to have to do this again because we need to finish up on some of these other things that we thought we would talk about. Yes, that and, we are um, horrible at. That's okay. This is, uh, you know, it's, it's um, tech, tech, you, tech So Wow, that's pretty impressive. Did you just come up with that? Yeah, I did. That's impressive. Matter of fact, let me write it down. <laughs> I want to write it down. I'm like, I'm using this everywhere now. Techutainment. Oh Sorry. my, that's amazing. What well, I'll have to have you on. Um, I started a YouTube channel with, with Tom Lawrence, actually, Business Technicalities. Oh, we'll have to bring, we'll have to bring you on that. Right. stream work too. Yeah, do that because I reached out to Tom a few months ago and he ghosted me. So, really? Yeah, we were going to talk about. I was. <laughs> so Tom, I was. I was. Tom's busy. Come on now. I'm I not going to, uh, but I was trying to do some analysis. I was, I had just started using Synology NAS mm-hmm. and I thought, well, let me look at true NAS and let me look at this other product that people were telling me about. Um, I forgot the name of it. Um, but obviously, I said, obviously made an impression. Well, I, I'm not going to use it. That's what <laughs> So I was trying to set up true NAS and do all this stuff. And I'm, Tom, Tom is a true NAS guy. And I'm like, Hey, why don't you come chat with me about it? Yes. He's like, great. Yeah. And then nothing. Now, yeah. some of that'll be my fault. Cause after a while, I'm like, I'm not going to worry about it. Cause I ended sure. up going with Synology and I'm using, I mean, I've already deployed like 13 Synology NASs. I'm actually looking to do a few more and I'm starting to use all their, all their stuff. So I'm setting up directory servers and it's not just for backup anymore. 
So, um, and by the way, just as a looking ahead, Synology will be on the show, and they are going to be on sometime in May, and we're actually going to do a Synology series. So for those of you that are planning your weeks ahead on the IT Business Podcast, we are going to be doing a complete series. We'll have, I think it's going to be three or four mini-series where we're going to talk about individual Synology topics. And then we will have, I think, two of the Synology team members on for the live show. And we'll be able to follow up what we did, get questions answered live. So that should be pretty good. So the Synology series coming soon to the IT Business Podcast. That's awesome. Look at you go. Hey, trying to keep it relevant and uh, people interested. uh so that's that's the difficult part now, especially because people are getting out again. Yep. So now it's like you have to balance the two, and that's so. I'll be heading to multiple events. Um, I laid. I, I mean, I hit a lot of events last year. I've only been to two this year, and so I'll be hitting up a bunch starting in the next couple of weeks. So, and if people, have, like I said, people have questions, feel free to reach out. I'll, I'll if I can't answer, <laughs> I'll get them in contact with who it needs to be. You're laughing. What am I? Because <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I got a message from somebody who's watching the show and uh, I'll have to tell you off the air. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I want to know. Oh, dear Lord. It shall be interesting. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> for those of you watching live, thank you very much uh, for joining us here. For those of you listening by audio, if you ever want to join live, just remember most Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, and you can watch on YouTube, on LinkedIn, and the Facebook. The Facebook. But for everything else, head over to itbusinesspodcast.com. You can take a look at some past episodes, both video and audio. You can support the show and whatever else we decide to throw up there. Um, That's your one place to start. What you may want to do is head there first, click the follow button at the top right, find your favorite podcatcher, and you'll be alerted whenever the shows are released, and you'll never miss an episode. And, Sean, I think we're done. Hey, you know what? Thanks, Marv. I appreciate you having me on. All right, and we'll have you back, and we may have you and Shanna on to uh, battle each other. So. <laughs> right? She's even asking where the vendor party's at. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know where you are. It's, it's at any major conference. Actually, if you look on our website, you can check out where we have conferences, and there's always vendor parties. And you, right. can, you can be my guest. All right. Sounds like I just uh, just did a hookup here, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Mars, we can meet new friends. That's right. All right, folks. Again, thank you very much for uh, hanging out and listening to the show. That's going to do it for tonight's episode. We will be back with another, sli- another live show next week. But until then, holla.